Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. You know, me and Devante are, you know, he's one of my best friends, you know. And, uh, you know, when he when he said that and I, you know, I said, I, I'm, I'm going to full court press the guy when he's a free agent. Like, there's no doubt. I'm offering whatever I got to offer. I'll buy him a car, buy whatever I got to do. I'm off of that man. And because I know he'd fit in great with the receivers that we have here because they're, they would just fit so well, you know, in, in that room. So uh, I'm allowed to say those things. Our organization isn't, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say that guy's my best friend. You know, I, I think he's one of the best. He's the best receiver in the NFL. So when he came out and said that, I mean, he, he just talked, he tells it how it is. And so I know he's focused though on being a Packer. And I know that because I see how he works. Um, I know how he works and I know how much it means to him. So he's focused on that. And all, and I, honestly, I'm focused on trying to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And hopefully he's in it so I can beat his butt too, you know? And, uh, you know, that's the plan. And then recruit him over to the dark side a little bit. What do you think, Raider Nation? What do you think about your quarterback, Derek Carr? Laying out the welcome mat, forget the welcome mat, a red carpet for his good friend, former teammate over at Fresno State, one of his best friends in life, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, none other than Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers, who, oh, by the way, will be a free agent pretty soon. And did I mention the Raiders, as of right now, are projected to have $52 million or so under the salary cap next year at the end of uh, the season? What do you think about your quarterback? You know, by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahada Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Wednesday. Got to keep my days straight. You know, you take that holiday off on a Monday and it throws everything off, but it is a Wednesday. You are listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. That was Derek Carr uh, talking on the Chris Collinsworth podcast uh, brought to you by uh, DraftKings. Uh, and doubling down, this is now the second time that we've heard Derek Carr talk about facilitating, doing whatever he can, putting a full court press on one of his best friends, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, Devontae Adams, to bring him, what do you say, over to the dark side, to the Raiders. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. Don't rule this out. And Derek Carr is a huge sports fan. He happens to be uh, a major Laker fan. He and I have talked about that. Uh, I used to work for the Lakers. I covered the Lakers when I was um, in Los Angeles for all the years I was in Los Angeles. Uh, so we've talked about his uh, Laker love and his Laker fandom. You don't think that Derek Carr has seen, especially in the NBA, friends being friends, getting together and saying, hey, come join me in Los Angeles. Let's play together. Let's 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 do something special. There's recruiting going on in the NBA. And as Derek talked about, and it's between friends, as Derek spoke about this is he can say whatever the heck he wants. That's one of his best friends in life. And if he's asked a question, he's gonna be straight up. Obviously he would want Devontae Adams on his side, but he's also not just saying that because that's his good friend. I think he seriously means it, number one. And number two, 
there is there isn't the Raiders would not have a bigger asset than their quarterback, not just in terms of the relationship that he has uh, with Devontae Adams, but in spite of what some people might think in Raider Nation, Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, and there are uh, wide receivers who understand that, weapons in the NFL who understand that, and would like to play with a quarterback like that, that knows how to distribute the ball, that knows how to get his team into the right calls and the right looks, right? I mean, I'm just saying, it's a year down the road, obviously, uh, but right, I, I told you that the Raiders have $52 million under the salary cap, right, projected. I think the Packers, let me check, because I think the Packers, as of right now, are projected to be over the salary cap. Let's, let's just take a look at that, uh, where they are, where they stand in terms of the salary cap uh, for, for – um, Next year, I I thought I looked at it a couple of week about a week ago or so. Let me let me just take a look at that real quick, just you know, for for you know what's and giggles, right? See where they see where they. Uh, oh wait a minute, for the year twenty twenty two, which would be next year, and that's when Devontae Adams becomes a free agent. The Green Bay Packers, as of right now, even with the adjusted salary cap of two hundred and eight million dollars, which goes up from where it is this year. Even with all of that, the Green Bay Packers are about $30 million projected over the salary cap. $30 million over the salary cap. And that's with Devontae Adams being off the books at that point. Hmm. Who's in the better position to give Devontae Adams everything he wants under the sun? The team with $52 million under the salary cap, the team that could he would fit perfectly uh, here with the Raiders, the team that has one of his best friends as the quarterback, a quarterback that continues to get better, a quarterback that wants to be with the Raiders, wants to be in Las Vegas. Did we mention that Aaron Rodgers, his quarterback in Green Bay? I don't know. Kind of making it sound like he doesn't want to be there. I'm not inside Aaron Rodgers' head, but... He hasn't shown up for anything this offseason, and by all accounts, it sounds like he's kind of at the end of his rope with the Green Bay Packers. Don't know where all that's headed. I'm not Nostradamus. I can't predict the future and what uh, drives Aaron Rodgers or what will become of that situation. That's the Green Bay Packers uh, issue, and that's Aaron Rodgers' issue. But based on at least what he's said, what he's insinuated, what we hear what we read, how much longer is Aaron Rodgers going to be in Green Bay? And if you're Devontae Adams, you're thinking, hmm, okay, if, if, if Aaron's not going to be here, if Aaron's going to be here, okay, you know, that, 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 that makes sense wanting to stay, except for the fact that the Green Bay Packers would have to move mountains to get under the cap in a meaningful enough way to really be able to give him what he wants, Devontae Adams. And obviously, if, if if Aaron Rodgers were to leave, well, that opens up a whole bunch of money. That would get the Packers probably under the salary cap. What's he uh, do? This year alone, um, he's a $39 million cap hit, so that's probably something... Um, you know where where oh that no that's for <laughs> that's for 2022 so you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation ah, now all of a sudden there's some money to spend uh, 
But if you're Devontae Adams going into, you know, that, that second half of your career, that second part of your career, are you do you want to stay in Green Bay with an unknown commodity at quarterback? All love to Jordan Love, and I really liked him when I saw him at the Senior Bowl a couple of years ago. And he's got all sorts of ability, but just kind of an unknown at this point. And here you have the Raiders and one of his biggest champions, one of his best friends in Derek Carr, talking about, hey, I'll do whatever I got to do to get Devontae over here. I know what Devontae can do. You don't think John Gruden would love to have a premier wide receiver like Devontae Adams? And the Raiders have the kind of money They've done a great job, and we've been mentioning this. When everyone else has been kind of, what's going on with the Raiders? What kind of moves are they making? They've quietly built a pretty nice roster. And obviously, that defense needs to get turned around uh, this year. But they've quietly built a pretty darn good offensive roster and a defensive roster with some potential and with some uh, potential different makers and Yeek and Gakwe, Casey Hayward, um, you know, uh, obviously Max uh, Crosby and and Cleve Farrell. There's 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 some, there's some uh, Corey Littleton, Nick Wachowski. There's some things to like about that defense, and under the new leadership, you know, we'll see what kind of difference that makes. I think that's the key to the whole season, to be honest with you. But the Raiders have quietly built a pretty nice roster, in spite of what you hear, in spite of what you know some of the pundits might say. But on top of that, they've done it in a way. That gives them maximum security. If you look at the way the Raiders do their contracts, whether it's just the one-year deal, which they have a number of players on those one-year deals, four-year deals that are really just two-year deals or just two-year deals, they don't leverage themselves in a way that compromises their future financially. They've been down that road. They saw that side of the world. They understand how difficult it is to maintain, to build, to build onto when you're always in shredding a whole lot of money off the salary cap or waiting for contracts to come off the books because they didn't astutely enough write those contracts in a way that wasn't going to damage them down the line. They've been in that world and have the scars to show for it. Sometimes you got to learn the lesson the hard way. The Raiders did, and they've corrected their ways in a way that makes them one of the healthiest teams in the NFL when it comes to cap space. And oh, by the way, once that building, Allegiant Stadium, that shiny new stadium just off the strip, opens full bore with fan participation, week in and week out, parking, all that all that stuff, all the all the uh, bells and whistles, all the revenue streams that the Raiders are now going to be able to tap into. Mark my word, the Raiders will be a top five revenue team before long. Top five revenue team, money coming in. They're going to have gone from one of the worst, maybe the worst, toward the tail end of their stay in Oakland, to now one of the best cash money is going to be flowing in. So you have an organization that you know that Mark Davis and the Raiders want to win. Have they always gone about it the right way? No, there's been some mistakes in the past. It's well documented. Their heart is in the right place. Their motivation is in the right place. They want to win Super Bowls. They want to get back to where they've been, to where this organization 
what it has stood for in the past, what it's represented, the greatness of the Raiders. There's no questioning the motivation. Again, did they always go about it the right way? No. You learn from your mistakes, and you try to move on, and you try to do better. The motivation, though, is there. And pretty soon, if not already, the revenue will be there. And in a way that they have gone about their business in terms of the salary cap, the salary cap space will be there. And, oh, here comes this great wide receiver, maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that – Hey, Vinny, I got a question. Go for it. All right. This so, is Damon Cotton, our great producer. What's up, brother? All right. So Devontae Adams, you know, obviously Derek Carr would love him. You, you, you mentioned the NBA earlier because we always hear about the super teams forming. How often does it happen in the NFL? Because, you know, I feel like NFL players aren't much of the personalities that the NBA are. But would it be like a team, maybe 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 not so much as a star, but like, hey, he's a friend of a guy. We know that'll help him out for a morale. So we'll bring him in. Just because we know he, a good player, all things equal, but we'll bring in the guy if it is the same amount of money that is our stars like best friend, let's say. It's a great question. And, you know, the one difference in the NFL compared to the NBA is you get two great players in the NBA and you're set basically right in the NFL because the volume of players is so much. Um, it's going to be you know much more than, than 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 just two players, I guess, you know, from a recent example, um, Gronkowski coming out of retirement to go play with his buddy Tom Brady and then being a big factor uh, to win the Super Bowl. That's one. Um, contemporary players, I mean, I'm sure it happens a lot um, as far as, you know, when a team has money plus, uh, you know, uh, one of the players has a lot of friends on that team or a key friend. I'm sure, I'm sure that because, or look at, you know, I, this isn't a super team type of a situation, but remember Kenyon Drake talking yesterday about coming to play with his one of his best friends and Josh Jacobs, um, a guy that they play in the same position. For, you know, um, so it probably happens, but this is this is one of those examples where you know this is like literally one of the best wide receivers, uh, a, a fairly upper echelon quarterback in in, in Derek Carr. They're two good friends. Uh, and and it's to me a team that's kind of on that cusp, right? And and you add a you know a difference maker like a Devonte Adams alongside Darren Waller, and we'll see where Henry Ruggs, uh, you know uh, what he turns out to be this year, and Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. You add a player like Devonte Adams to that offense. And you, it's not like you have to take anything away. You're just spending money to go get him. That makes for a really good looking offense. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's not the same. It's not the same dynamic. But it sounds to me, or it seems to me, like Derek Carr has definitely taken a page out of that LeBron James, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. Would, would he was notorious for for you know uh, bringing guys in or trying to get guys in um, and and building, getting help. And, and putting best better players around himself, uh, that's that's always been an NBA type of a thing, and I think that we're now kind of seeing more a little bit more of it in the NFL. At least guys trying to do it. I think Russell Wilson made a play to try to put himself in a better position. It wasn't necessarily you know one of those super team type situations, but at least controlling his own destiny. I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to do that right now. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. You know, was trying to do that before. You know, some of the controversies hit. We'll see where that's you know all headed. Headed, um, but it's just you know, and and, and it's, it's to just 
to envision a Devonte Adams in this Raiders offense, it's hard not to not to envision that being something pretty darn spectacular. And I think the Raiders offense is is pretty darn good, even as is. Uh, but this is again the second time that, uh, that that Derek Carr has brought this up. Devontae Adams has talked about it as well. There's when you start looking at it and, and drilling down uh, to it, you start seeing that the Packers are in peril as far as the the salary cap next year, whereas the Raiders are you know one of the healthiest teams in the NFL in that regard. So, and I think that Las Vegas. The Raiders, the allure of the Raiders, the fact that Derek Carr, one of his best friends, is here. You've got this beautiful new stadium, this beautiful new market that's just wrapping its arms around the Raiders. There's all sorts of possibilities out here. There's no state tax. There's a great team facility uh, over in Henderson. There's a lot to like about this situation. And if you look and 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 if this defense can get itself in order, you have the makings of a pretty good team. And a Devontae Adams makes you that much better. Um, so it'll be interesting to track. This is all kind of fun and games. And um, and, and right now it is it is just talk. Two, two buddies kind of envisioning and throwing it out there, the possibility that, hey, there might be a reunion down the line. But I'll say this again. When you look at the money factor, the money situation, and, and who's, which team stands where – uh, behind which line or, or on what side of that salary cap line, the Raiders are just in a way better spot than the Packers who aren't just dealing with some money woes in terms of the salary cap, but also their quarterback might not want to even be there anymore. But that was just one of the things, it was kind of a really interesting interview uh, that 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 um, that Derek did on that, uh, on that Chris Collinsworth uh, podcast. Uh, he got into... Um, uh, some some interesting things, and we're gonna we're gonna play some of the sound uh, from that interview, uh, including, and we're gonna go right to this. Uh, Derek Carr talking about who gets the blame when a team doesn't make the playoffs. Here's Derek Carr talking about that. I think the the answer won't surprise you. Anytime, anytime you don't make the playoffs, that's what they talk about. They go to the quarterback or the head coach. It's one or the other. And yeah. uh, you know, and, and I talked to Aaron, you know, I know Aaron. So I was like, all right, guys, this is a, this is enough. You know, I think, I think the rumors are, are, are getting a little out of hand now, but I'm so used to it now, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I'm so used to it, to hearing them um, that honestly, like, it's, it's funny to say this because that used to bother me, you know, because when I was a young player, like I cared so much about making everybody like me, you know, I was going to yeah. work hard. I was going to do things the right way. I was going to give it all that I had on the football field, try and dive over people, whatever it takes to win. And you find out that even when you do those things, you're not going to please everybody. And and it really, I had to grow as a person, you know, uh, because I couldn't, I can't please everybody, especially as a Raider. You can't please everybody, you know? And, uh, and I had to learn that, but now, now I just enjoy it because I'm so at peace with, I know what I've put on film and I know how not only our organization, but other organizations I run into, you know, people all the time with other teams and whatever they do for those teams, you know, I'll leave that uh, in my brain. But uh, those conversations I've had with them, just the respect I get from those guys, I mean, that's what matters to me, you know, is that at the end of the day, I'm respected by the people, you know, within the business. That's Derek Carr on the Chris Collinsworth um, podcast. That's uh, That podcast is brought to you by uh, DraftKings talking about, you know, where the finger gets pointed when teams don't make the playoffs and, 
the rumors of who is imminently about ready to replace him. We we could go on and on 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 that list. Uh, every year it seems somebody's headed to uh, to to the Raiders to to replace Derek Carr. Uh, this year alone, Russell Wilson's agent came out uh, and indicated that the Raiders were a team that he'd like to play for. Aaron Rodgers, as it turns out, rumors have it that the Raiders are a team that he'd want to play for. Last year, Tom Brady was in that situation. And, you know, it makes for for, for interesting talk. And um, certainly, from my perspective, covering the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, it makes for, you know, some interesting stories. But there's truth and reality. And, or excuse me, there's 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 rumors and there's, and there's reality. And, you know, oftentimes... Uh, the, what we hear and what we've heard hasn't necessarily lived up or aligned with with reality and what's really going on. Now, look, if Aaron Rodgers came out and said, I want to play for the Raiders and I want to uh, f- try to facilitate a trade to the Raiders, would the Raiders have to think long and hard about that? If Deshaun Watson, who, um, you know, uh, pre all the issues that now surround him, pre that, would the Raiders listen, be interested? You have to. You have to. If you're in the business of making your team better, and Mike Mayock has been crystal clear on this, the Raiders general manager, every position is open to that kind of scrutiny and that kind of, oh, there's a better option? Is that option attainable? There's always better options. Let's face that. I mean, unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, He's the cream of the crop right now. Is there anybody that you would trade Patrick Mahomes for? Probably not. I can't think of anybody uh, that that I would trade Patrick Mahomes for. If I've got Patrick Mahomes, I'm holding on to him for dear life. And Aaron Donald on the defensive end. And Aaron Donald on the defensive end, without question. But short of that, you could go right on down the list. Would you trade Russell Wilson for Patrick Mahomes if you're the Seattle Seahawks? Probably, wouldn't you? I mean, if you if you're, you know, you you, you would never say that because, and it's not possible, right? It's not within the realm of possibility or, or reality. But the fact of the matter is, the Seattle Seahawks, as good as Russell Wilson is, and I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. If somebody said if the Kansas, if 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 if, if uh, the Kansas City Chiefs called Pete Carroll, Andy Reid called Pete Carroll today, and said, "Hey man, um, it's not working out with Pat. We want a deal. What do you think about a trade, Patrick Mahomes for Russell Wilson? How quickly do you think Pete Carroll would say yes? And he loves Russell Wilson, but I mean, you have to be realistic. If if Andy Reid called the Green Bay Packers and said, I want Aaron Rodgers for Patrick Mahomes. Do the Patrick Packers make that trade? 1,000% yes, they'd have to. What other, Demond, throw, throw another quarterback out there. One of the one of the great, you know, good quarterbacks. Would you trade Justin Herbert for Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Oh, yeah, you got to. Right? Would you trade uh, Joe Burrow for Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Would you trade... Um, I mean, you would trade... Josh Allen, gone. (laughs) Josh Allen, yeah, yes, definitely. Buffalo Bills might not not come out and say that because it's a moot point. But the fact of the matter is you would. So if you're the Raiders and somebody 
like an Aaron Rodgers, like, um, you know, uh, a Russell Wilson, perhaps. You'd have to think about it. You would have to think about it. And then all kinds of things would come into play. Money, what is it going to, is it just going to, you know, what would it take? It's not going to just take Derek Carr. You'd have to look at all those things, but you're not being realistic if you're not saying the Raiders would take a deep, serious look at that. Anybody would. Short of that, Derek Carr is here, and I think that his best football is actually ahead of him. We're going to talk about that when we come back. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. And what an opportunity it is for them now because they saw that if they worked hard and they did it in practice, they can show me in practice. I'll trust you in the game. That's for sure. And uh, our hardest workers, you know, on the practice field are always Darren Waller, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Jones. Well, when they're in the game, somehow they end up getting the ball, you know, and there's no secret, you know, just go out there and bust your tail. So I think it gives a great opportunity for these guys, especially Henry, to be like, I'm I'm going to be the guy now. And I'm, I'm really excited to watch his growth this year. It's going to be fun. It's Derek Carr, uh, Raiders quarterback, talking about Henry Ruggs, the work ethic, what he needs to see in practice uh, from Henry Ruggs to – for, for, for Derek to have confidence in him uh, in the game. And I think Henry took major steps in that direction. And it's, not, it's not to say that he wasn't a hard worker last year. I think there's a difference sometimes between, you know, working hard and working smart and hard. And it's a learning, uh, it's a transition going to the NFL. And remember, Henry Ruggs didn't have an off season to learn it so that by the time he got to training camp, he could really apply it. He now has a full season under his belt. He came back um, and seemed to have checked off all the boxes uh, that the Raiders laid out for him uh, on, on um, areas to focus on during the off season, came back, looked like he put the work in and by all accounts. And I talked to Derek about this during mini camp. You know, he told me it's like a, a, a light went on uh, in in the head, or a switch went on in in his head, and he and he didn't say that in a disparaging way, like he wasn't understanding it before. He was merely saying that, look, you know, it it, it, it that's that's the normal pr- way things happen uh, at this level. Once you get that year under your belt, and you get a up close look at what it's really all about, and then you also have your body of work, you know, what you put out there. Uh, so you, you're able to study yourself and self-analyze uh, and self-reflect. That's when that light goes on where it's, okay, this is what you need to do. And that's an ever-evolving process. Every year you're going to there's tinker with something or try to improve this or, uh, you know, your work habits, your eating habits, your your weight room work. Um, it's always evolving. You're always striving uh, to get better and find new ways to get better, uh, to get stronger, healthier, whatever the case might be. And what Derek told me was that the, the key is, 
the difference is what separates the ones that will succeed from the ones who will probably fan out fairly quickly is once you acquire that knowledge, once you understand and see for yourself what it's really going to take, are you going to do it or not? Are you willing to put that work in or are you just going to be satisfied with where you are and say, "Mm, I'm just going to continue to be how I've been? It happens. It happens. That's what typically separates the great ones from the guys that, you know, aren't for long. And what Derek said was it, it was pretty obvious watching him during the OTAs and seeing him day in and day out, uh, getting his work in. It was obvious to Derek that Henry said, nah, man, (laughs) I'm straight. I'm going to be one of those dudes that's going to do it. And to me, what that says about Henry Ruggs and what ultimately I believe will happen for Henry Ruggs, because I do believe that he's got the necessary work ethic, which is such a critical component in all this. Look, whatever Henry Ruggs' ceiling is, he's going to figure out a way to get there. Not everybody does. Not everybody has that will and that work ethic to say, I'm going to get there. Look, I've always... This is something that I've always um, kind of kind of, kind of of brought up or a lesson that I learned a long time ago. There's a gap that exists in all of us, and it separates who we are from who we potentially can be. All right? And nobody's ever probably going to complete that process and get to the other side exactly. You know, you're not going to that, – that, that would be perfect, right? You're striving for perfection. But as long as you continually put the work in to try to close that gap – you're going to get so darn close to doing it that you're going to be just fine. And I think Henry Ruggs has that kind of work ethic to where he's going to continually close that gap between who he is and who he potentially can be. And I think what he potentially can be is pretty darn special. And like Derek talked about, um, I think for me, and I know, you know, uh, media fans, whatever you want to call it, um, it'd be fascinating to see where he takes his game this year and beyond because the potential is certainly, certainly there. Uh, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Mitch is in New Jersey, wants to talk about Derek Carr. How you doing, Mitch? Hey, Vinny. I hope you had a pleasant uh, fourth cool and safe. Yep, you too. Great. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll make it quick. Derek Carr, I think statistically he's going to be one of the best Raiders. Um, I guess I guess not the least Super Bowl, but he could be down – Cooker down is one of the best rated quarterback all time. But I'm a, I'm a Dow Lamarga uh, guy, even Plunkett. And he put up big numbers. They had competition to get to the starting job. That's why you didn't see a lot of Dow Lamarga. I know the story, but with Ken Stapler. And that's an interesting story, too. But uh, Derek Carr, he gets the one Super Bowl with the, with the weapons he's got. It just could be it for him in, in the very near future. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, brother. Thank you. Um, uh, always, always enjoy talking to you. Um, I, you know, I don't know when it when it comes to look. Jimmy Garoppolo got a team to the Super Bowl. The 49ers, two years later, drafted his replacement. Okay, Jared Goff got a team to the Super Bowl. 
And I was there. And he played. There were times when he played spectacularly. Two years later, the Raiders moved, or the Rams moved on from him to try to get an upgrade. All right. Um, but the point being is, who's to say that Derek Carr can't get the Raiders to the Super Bowl? He's just as good as he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, to be perfectly frank. Jared Goff, there's, I mean, statistically, he was far superior to Jared Goff last year, and there's been years where he's better. He, I, I think that they're fairly similar. Maybe I know actually, I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback um, than than uh, than Jared. Jared, I think. You know, hopefully for Jared, he bounces back. Um, I don't know what exactly happened, uh, but there were games where he would just implode for the Rams. And they were like, we got a Super Bowl team here, and we need a quarterback that's going to be consistently in our corner and not having to, f- you know, play the other team and our quarterback because the other quarterback or our quarterback is killing us. So who's to say, like, w- when we talk about the Raiders and going to the Super Bowl, Obviously, the quarterback is going to play a huge part of that. But when I look at Derek Carr, I personally think if you put a good enough team around him, he has every... If Jimmy Garoppolo could get a team to the Super Bowl, there's no question in my mind that Derek Carr can as well. Now, it needs a lot to go right. There's no question about it. But to me, that's more on the Raiders doing the right thing in terms of personnel, roster building, putting the right players around him, than it does Derek Carr. I think if you put a good enough team around Derek Carr, he's going to get you where you want to go to. We we talked about it yesterday with, you know, uh, John Gruden and his preference, quote-unquote, for veteran quarterbacks. Brad Johnson in Tampa Bay. Brad Johnson was 34 years old. Nobody was talking about Brad Johnson in terms of Super Bowl quarterback. Yet, he got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. Yes, I get it. I totally understand. It was a fantastic defense. But it just goes to show you that you can have a capable, good quarterback. And in Brad's case, he had a great year that year. I mean, for, you know, for him. And put a good enough team around uh, that kind of a quarterback. You don't. I guess what I'm saying is, you don't have to have Patrick Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. History has shown that Jared Goff's not Patrick Mahomes, but Jared Goff helped get the Rams to the Super Bowl. And before you sit here and say, "Well, Jared Goff was just a character," he wasn't. That year, I saw him outduel Patrick Mahomes uh, in in at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum in one of the greatest games I ever saw, Monday Night Football. There were times where Jared Goff was able to put the Rams on his shoulders and they were able to win. He just couldn't do it consistently enough. I think Derek Carr, with the right talent around him, can get a team to the Super Bowl. Flat out, straight out, I'm calling that right now. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Justin wants to talk about the Raiders. How are you doing, Justin? Hey, Vinny. I'm doing good. Just to add on to what you're just talking about. Yeah, I totally agree. You put... You put DC on that Niner Super Bowl team. You put him on that uh, that Rams team. They lost against the Patriots too. I I think they they definitely have a better shot at winning those games. And definitely he's on that those teams every year. He's getting to the Super Bowl every year, uh, no doubt about that. But uh, in regards to the uh, the Cars tweet again today about the Devontae Adams stuff, I know we're just speculating at this point. And obviously these guys talk a lot on the side, being that they're seemingly best friends, but 
you know, given Derek Carr's status as a starting quarterback in in the in the NFL and top fifteen quarterback in the NFL, for him to be consistently tweeting stuff out like you know almost recruitment tweets, you think there's you think there's a little bit of something there if if, if he's you know saying stuff like this so loosely that he might he might actually you know know something that we don't know about you know a potential. We talked about this last week about a potential. Packers, Adams, uh, breakup, or you know, Rogers leaves, and then Adams doesn't want to stick around. Do you, do you think maybe maybe it's not so much speculation, but maybe there's actually something there from the two players going back and forth on social media? Justin, are you asking me if do I think Derek Carr is writing some checks that he knows the money's going to be in the bank later on? Is that is that what you're asking me? No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. For no, you know what I'm saying? Like he knows, like he's, like he's putting some, some stuff out there because he knows that he's talked to Devontae and Devontae is, he has a good feeling that if it breaks a certain way, that Devontae Adams would be agreeable to coming to the Raiders. I, I, all, because, all saying, yeah, all I'm saying is that Carr's been pretty loose and he, on, on social media. And yeah, he posts his workout videos every once in a while, but he, he tries to stay out of the controversial realm, and I know he's had some run-ins with some talk show hosts, but, you know, for him to just come out outright and not just one tweet, but two tweets mention it to Devontae, and obviously did, we all know... Did he tweet it? I, I haven't seen the tweets. I've heard the interviews. Um, I didn't... Or I haven't seen... Right. Yeah, wherever it came from. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you have to believe that they've talked, right? Come on, they're they're good friends, and the, I'm, I'm sure as good friends. I mean, look at Derek Hart flat out told me when I talked to him um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, because we were talking about him, his comment of wanting to be a Raider for life, and he's like, Vinny, you don't think that I haven't talked to other players on other teams, friends of mine, who are like, we'd love to have you as our quarterback over here, you know, and, and you don't think those conversations happen. Of course they happen. And he's like, Hey, they're flattering. And, you know, but I, I just want to say with the Raiders, that's, that's, that was what he was saying. So, so if he's having those conversations and other players are, you know, recruiting uh, his friends around the league are recruiting him to go be the quarterback of those teams. And I, I'm not, I don't know this for sure, but you got to imagine Khalil Mack with the with with the nonsense that he's had at quarterback in Chicago. You got to figure that Khalil Mack's probably one of those guys that's talked to Derek Carr about, man, I'd love to have you over here as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears because, frankly, he would be the better option uh, in Chicago without question over even who they have. Well, uh, Justin Fields is a rookie, but we'll you know we'll we'll see where 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 that's all heads but yes I, I do i do think that there's something there is 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 how i would put it and and when i say that i mean i'm sure they've had some conversations now whether it works out a million different things are going to come into play uh, 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 uh with that along with millions upon millions of dollars but when you look at it justin i don't know if you heard the first part of the show but you know the raiders are projected at 52 million dollars under the salary cap next year the Packers, as of right now, are projected to be $30 million over the salary cap. So it's not just, I don't believe anyway, wishful thinking on Derek's part or Raider Nation's part to think about this as a possibility because there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of um, uh, things in that favor that, 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 that make it a move that you can actually see happening. The relationship with Derek Carr. The Raiders, you know, wanting to to build a perfect offense. The money that they have under the salary cap. Um, there's a lot going in that direction, is is, is what I would say. But um, do I think that he 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 might know something? 
or have a pretty good idea that you know if push came to shove, Devontae Adams might be agreeable to becoming uh, you know uh, playing for the Raiders. I'm, I'm sure they've had those conversations. I don't know exactly what's been said, but I'm sure they've had some sort of uh, uh, conversations in which they're both talking about how, hey, wouldn't that be great? You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the crazy thing is when something happens like that, obviously everyone wants to hear from me. They want to hear from me first because of my faith, right? They're like, sure. i got to hear from him. Like, we have to hear from him. And yeah. it's not even really that I'm the quarterback. And my, my response at first was kind of like, are you just trying to get me to say something so you can use it? Or do you really care about what I think? You know what I mean? And, and I don't really respect that side of it. You know, when you really do care what I have to say and what our team has to say, like you do, like you actually care what we feel, you know, then yeah, it's easy conversation. So uh, I kind of took a second. I said, you know, I'm going to talk to Carl first because I want to tell him. And I did, I called him, I sent him a text and he answered right back. And I said, Carl, I want you to know, and I'd pull it up and read it to you if I wanted to, but to keep his business, his business. I said, Carl, I love you, bro. And I said, you know that I love you. And I got your back no matter what. You're my brother. And all I want to do is win a Super Bowl with you. And I said, if if no one else will talk to you, if and I don't think that's the case at all. But I said, if no one else has your back, if no one else will talk to you, I will always talk to you. And I will always have your back, man. I'll always be there for you. Someone you can talk to. And, uh, and he reached back out and he's like, Derek, I was actually – thinking and hoping that you'd reach out, you know, and, uh, and I didn't send out a tweet and I didn't do that because this is more of a personal thing, you know, to let him know that, yeah, you, you guys vote for me as captain every year and leader as a team and all that. Well, I should make a face-to-face conversation rather than just tweeting about it first. That's Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr talking about, um, his, the way he, um, Showed his support for Carl Nassib. Obviously, uh, Carl Nassib uh, a couple weeks ago came out as the first active NFL player uh, to uh, come out as as gay. And um, you know, I'm with I'm with I'm with Derek there because uh, I think a lot of people were like, "Well, Derek Carr, you know, is uh, he obviously is a very very devout Christian." Um, if you go on to YouTube. Uh, uh, just, just search Derek Carr, pastor. Um, it's out there. I mean, he is a he, he's he's tremendous at it too. I've I've actually recently been watching a bunch of them, uh, and and it's 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 interesting watching that part of Derek Carr, uh, that side of Derek Carr, and um, so I think that a lot of people were probably under the impression. Um, or just wondering how he felt about it because of his religious beliefs, and I think that you know. Watching Derek Carr, um, you know, and and talking to people uh, that 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 know him, and you know, understanding where what his stance is on his religion, it's something that he takes extremely, extremely seriously, and I respect him for that. But I don't think he is running around in the locker room um, pounding people over the head with it. And I'll give you, I'll share a, a, a story with you. It's not, it doesn't have to do with uh, Derek Carr, uh, but. It does with the Lakers back when I worked for the Lakers. And the, the Lakers selected a player by the name of A.C. Green 
from the University uh, from Oregon State. And A.C. Green was a devout Christian. And it was something that was very, very important in his life. And everybody pretty much knew it. I mean, even when he was in college, it was part of his story. And I'm going to say this right now, that there was some apprehension from some of the Laker players. This is the 1980s. And they're like wondering, you know, is A.C. Green going to come in here and try to convert us all and try to, try to you know, um, just just thump us over the head with his Bible, and is he going to be judgmental of us? You know, and if, if we're not, you know, and and at, so, but what started out as apprehension turned out to be one of the great relationships between a player and 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 fellow uh, teammates. AC Green was beloved in that locker room, and one of the reasons why was because he didn't force it. Um, onto onto any of his teammates. That's not how he rolled. Now, if players wanted to talk to him about it, uh, he was an open book as far as that goes. Um, but it was it, what they thought were or, or were concerned that it was going to be something, um, you know, where 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 he was heavy handed with it was anything but. And I don't get the sense. Never have as 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 um, as devout as as Derek Carr is and how prominent he is he has a church that he goes to here in Las Vegas now um, like I said go online you'll see uh, his, uh, his sermons they're, they're pretty they're interesting they're good he's good at what he does um, I don't I don't get the sense that that's what he's doing he's trying to convert a bunch of uh, his teammates uh, on a daily basis uh, over 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 to, to his side I don't get the sense of that at all um, I think you know what Derek Carr wants to do. He wants to be the best person who can be possibly, you know, uh, and, and, and um, uh, respect him for that. And he wants to live his life in a certain way and respect him for that. But when it comes to work and on the field and in that locker room and people that I talk to, Derek Carr just wants to win football games and he wants to win a Super Bowl. That's what drives him. So, so I get what he was saying. Like, are you, are you, are you asking me? Because you're wondering, you know, me as 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 a Christian, what I think about it, um, you know, and trying to kind of make a little bit of controversy out of it, or do you earnestly want to know how I feel about it and how he felt about it? Obviously, uh, was expressed in how he talked to Derek to uh, to to Carl, and if you heard what he said right there, um, it's 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 pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Like like for him to say something like along the lines of, "Look, if nobody else wants to talk to you, I got your back, brother. I'm here." come talk to me and we can talk, you know, and obviously Derek Carr made it a point to say, I don't expect that to be the case whatsoever. And I don't expect it to be that the case at all, but he's basically saying, if it was, you know, you can still count on me. And I think that's a beautiful gesture uh, on Derek's part. And I think it's genuine. That's the best part uh, of it, um, uh, of all. So, um, interesting. We're going to get to some more. He, he, he spoke uh, a little bit more about, uh, about Carl Nassib and, and, you know, uh, what, uh, just how that was re- not necessarily received in the locker room, but you know, it's, it, it was something that obviously, um, kind of came out of nowhere and, um, and it's interesting to see not just how the world reacted, but obviously his teammates, um, we're going to go to, uh, oh, um, just getting a text here. Uh, we're going to wrap it up for just this, uh, this hour. Uh, when we come back, we got some guests. I do want to get to more sound, uh, as far as what Derek was saying, uh, about Carl Nassib it was really interesting. And also gangster Raider, hang on brother. Uh, I'll get to you, uh, after the break, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. <laughs> 